0: Well, welcome to another edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. It's so glad you've tuned in. Of course, Holy Week has begun. And this week, we've got a variety of special programming coming your way. Uh, we're going to be talking about movies. We're going to be talking about some opportunities that you will have to experience Jesus in the Passover. Um, it's just going to be a tremendous week of celebration here. But today, we kick things off with what is referred to in, as Holy Monday. In the church i know oftentimes if you grew up in a non-denominational or evangelical church yesterday was kind of a big deal the kids came in waving palm branches and you sang the song like little gray donkey well that was the song that we used to sing um, when i was a kid all those years ago but then typically i mean i don't want to be crass but palm sunday is kind of your seven day warning that easter is coming soon and easter is the big day so Don't forget Good Friday, because Good Friday we commemorate the death of Jesus, but Sunday we celebrate the resurrection. And of course, we're not Christians without the resurrection. There is no salvation without the resurrection. I mean, obviously it's a big deal. But Holy Week is a rather particular, peculiar week in that there's Palm Sunday with the triumphal entry of Jesus into Jerusalem, uh, getting the royal treatment as a conquering magistrate would have gotten, or the king, nobility for one country sacking another. So basically, Jesus is announcing his victory over death by riding in on a donkey, and the congregation, the people around, respond with Hosanna, Hosanna, glory to God in the highest. Then on what we call Holy Monday, it's not often recognized in the church. I mean, if you're Catholic or Lutheran or you you have daily readings for this type of thing, this is the day traditionally when it is recognized. That Jesus went to the temple and had his famous, My house is a house of prayer, you've turned it into a den of iniquity. Now, this may not have been the only time this happened. In one of the other gospel accounts, this is recorded in the first or second chapter. Um, in Matthew's gospel, it's Matthew t- chapter 21. But the significance of this is I've stressed often, um, and I hope I don't feel like I'm repeating myself in saying this, but when Jesus came to the temple on that day after Palm Sunday, if some accounts have it later in that Sunday afternoon, but for our purposes here, we'll celebrate it today. Uh, This is Jesus coming into the temple and seeing the money changers there, which makes sense because not that they had this business enterprise outside the world, but literally because the temples, I mean, the Pharisees, they had their own system. They had their own courts, their own laws, and they had their own currency. And if you were going to be a devout Jew, you had to convert your outside currency into Jewish currency. And of course, you were not supposed to do that with any sort of usury fee, but typically that happened. And all of a sudden, it's it's kind of like I mean, I hate to say it, but it's kind of like when you go to church and your church has bunco night, right? And and you go and pay a fee to play bunco, and maybe you win some money, and but you know the house keeps the piece of the action. That's basically what was happening. And then also when it came to the sacrifices, I mean, people were breaking in, It was ten percent the tithe of your uh, your wealth for that period, but special temple tax that went along with the different feasts, and this is a Passover feast. But if you were super poor, then what did Jesus say? You know, are not two sparrows sold for a penny or a denarii, a day's wages. What he meant by that was on the way to the temple, if you were literally living paycheck to paycheck, hand to mouth, whatever, invoice to invoice, whatever you want to call it, then it was not expected that you had a storehouse full of money in your savings account. It also was expected that you did not have Um, Enough birds to where you could just grab a couple of, you know, grab a couple of pigeons or doves or whatever and bring them in for the sacrifice. So you could purchase these two uh, birds on your way to the temple, pay your penny or whatever, and then get there and offer that as a sacrifice. But in this case, Jesus comes upon a temple in, uh, in Jerusalem where they actually had an inspector there to make sure that you weren't bringing a blemished bird. Well, I mean, that was common. You would do that. But it was amazing what passed inspe- inspection and what didn't pass inspection. You guessed it. And if they didn't pass inspection, then they just so happens here in the courtyard, we have sparrows you can purchase. And it's a little bit more than you'd pay for that guy on the street. Instead of two birds for a penny, it might be two birds for 50 cents. It might be two birds for 75. I mean, the exorbitant fees, but these birds were approved. And Jesus said, oh, no, 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 no. That's not how this is supposed to work. Out comes the whip, overgo the table and chairs. My house is a house of prayer. And what's happening in the background is the Pharisees are looking on going, wait a minute. I mean, they're really looking at him with disdain. But Jesus is there to purify Jesus is there to restore and redeem. He's already claimed his rightful victory before going to the cross. He said, I will ride into Jerusalem on a donkey because I'm going to overtake Passover. We're no longer going to have the Pasach. We're going to replace it with the Pasha. And we're also going to dump the Pesach, the the Greek celebration for uh, the seculars, if you will, who would commemorate, uh, just Easter, the start of spring. Jesus is going to co-opt both of them. But he does so in a way, it's very interesting, on what would be referred to as Holy Tuesday. The very next day, Jesus comes back to the temple. You can prepare for this uh, Bible reading for tomorrow. He comes back to the temple and the same Pharisees are there. And you know, it's interesting, they approach him and what you'd expect them to say, if they thought he did something wrong, they'd say, you can't come in here you're not welcome here. You're a blasphemer. You're claiming to be the son of God. You're disrupting things here. You're messing it up for everybody else. You can't be here. But you know what they do instead? Matthew 21, I think it's verses 12 through 17, has the story of the um, cleansing the temple. And right after that, when the Pharisees confront Jesus, they don't just kick him out. They ask him a question instead. They ask him, by whose authority did you do that stuff yesterday? I mean, who gave you the right to come in and say this about the house of God? You said, my house is a house of prayer. And Jesus is it's very interesting because Jesus' response to them is very uh, insightful. They came to him and said, by what authority are you doing this? Not, hey, you did that, and, and, and shame on you for doing it, because we didn't do anything wrong. Not once did the Pharisees ever say, we didn't do anything wrong. Now, they didn't admit their guilt directly, but for all intents and purposes, they were basically saying, hey, look, you called us out and made us look bad. <laughs> and his response to them is, okay, well, before I, que- before I answer your question, you answer mine. The baptism of John. Was it of God, or was it of mankind? Well, that's a tricky question because the Jews baptized for the forgiveness of sin, for the washing away of sin, knowing that they were anticipating Messiah. But when John baptized, he baptized and said, prepare ye the way of the Lord. I baptize you with water, but there's one coming after me who is so great, I'm not worthy to untie his sandals as the lowliest of servants. But he's going to baptize with fire and the Holy Spirit. And people were loving John's baptism. It was anointed of God. It wasn't necessarily authorized by the church, but it was anointed of God. So Jesus looks at the Pharisees and says, okay, you're going to try to trick me with a question. I will trick you with a trick-trick question. You ask me by what authority I'm doing this, I'll ask you the same question. By what authority did John do his thing? See, it's us just kind of hanging out, looking at the ministry of John the Baptist. Was it of God? Was it of men? And they say, oh man, he got... He's on to us. If we say it's God, then he'll say, well, you're men of God. Why didn't you do? um, Why didn't you recognize it? But if we say it's a man, then they'll say, well, if it's a man, then why didn't you pull him out of the street? Why did you let him keep doing what he was doing? So they answer, we don't know. And Jesus says, okay, if you say you don't have the answer to that question, then I don't have an answer to your question. And then he proceeds to tell them two parables that basically get them to admit and give them the answer to the question that he had originally asked them about doing the father's will and being obedient to him. So these days, where if you're, I mean, I realize in pastoral ministry everybody's working hard, you know, for getting ready for Easter Sunday, but during these weeks, don't skip by the opportunity to, um, uh, to to really benefit. And really celebrate and uh, bask in the the glory of Holy Week. It was kind of a dark week. I mean, Jesus had confrontation on Holy T- Monday and Holy Tuesday with the Pharisees by Silent Wednesday or Spy Wednesday. That's the day that Jesus is anointed with oil, and um, Judas confronts him on it. And instead of agreeing with him, Jesus says, "Look, I mean, what this woman is doing is good, and uh, no, I, it's not about selling this perfume and giving the money to the poor." So Judas says, okay, I've got my excuse, and off he goes to lay the trap for betraying Jesus. But you know, it's interesting because by the time we get to Easter Sunday, it's a great celebration. It's a wonderful moment to be with our brothers and sisters in Christ and to celebrate the good news that we share in faith in him. Just around the corner, there's a special event coming up on Easter Sunday. Uh, It's happening at 7 o'clock right here in Garden Grove. And our friends at Grace Baptist Church at Garden Grove are going to be gathering together for an Easter sunrise service. And our friends at k Bright Radio, our marketing team, and, et cetera, are going to be there as well. Pastor Neil Pafford is the lead pastor at Grace Baptist Church. He's going to join me next to talk more about that event. That's coming up on the other side of this break as the bottom line continues. Well, today here on The Bottom Line, taking a look at another local ministry that's making a difference, having an impact in the community, especially with their uh, their mandate, if you will, to exalt, evangelize, equip, and encourage. Uh, Pastor Neil Pafford is with me today from uh, Grace Baptist Church in Garden Grove. And uh, Pastor Neil, welcome to The Bottom Line Show today.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank you.
0: GBCGG.org is the website. If you want more information about Grace Baptist Church in Garden Grove, you just get, take those five initials and put them there. Talk about your relationship with the church, Pastor Neil. How long have you been senior pastor there?
1: Uh, well, as a native of California, I was born and raised in San Diego. I didn't get saved until later on in life. I wasn't raised in a Christian home, uh, mm. but. Uh, Jesus, you know, with, as he's pursuing everyone, he's an equal opportunity savior.
0: He's <laughs> yes, he is
1: pursuing me, and <laughs> I took the long way around. Um, but a uh, long story short, my relationship with the church um, it goes back about five years. There's a gentleman who I do ministry with in India. We work uh, with an organization called American Educational Development, and we it's kind of I don't know what's the way to phrase it. It's kind of like a covert way to say we don't we don't provide American education in India. Well, it's just kind of a, a, a name that we use so we can get sure. our foot in the door to India. And then we, mm-hmm. you know, we build orphanages and schools and uh, church buildings and educate mm-hmm. pastors that don't have opportunity for a formal education. And so we do, we do things like that. And um, at any rate. The church where I'm at has been supporting uh, my friend, Tim Ekno, by the way, um, for years and years and years. It's a very missions-minded church, mm-hmm. and my wife and I had been—we started a church in uh, Provo, Utah. We were out there for many, many years, and we wanted to come back to our home state of California. And my friend Tim, who I do missions work with, and I'm on the board, and we go to India together— Um, He he said, hey, there's the church uh, looking for a pastor. And um, so the first one I reached out to and uh, I was honored that they um, called me out and, you know, went through all the formalities to Mm -hmm. get onboarded in the church. Sure. And yeah, I'm, I'm privileged to be connected to this fine group of people.
0: I love it. I love it. Pastor Neil Pafford is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. Senior Pastor at Grace Baptist Church in Garden Grove. G-B-C-G-G dot is where you'll find information about the church. And at the church has served, I mean, you came on board and then, of course, the pandemic hit. No no problem there. Uh, I'm sure it was a, a bit of a challenge. But but I love the fact that you have this, uh, this educational background in terms of the, uh, the rather covert operation uh, in India, and I w- was reminded of a time when my parents were involved in a group called Pacific American Institute. Same type of deal. They would have Japanese students who would come to the States ostensibly for three weeks of intensive English training, but all of the people that they worked with, all the teachers were Christians. They would do all the teaching classes at the church. You know, So it's amazing how when you take the church and you know go into all the world and preach the gospel, how you people who would never come to hear a Christian teaching or would never want to hear, think about it, but then you bring in the educational component and it's all got a faith base to it. And yet they're, they're wide open for it. And I, I like the fact that you've got that kind of yeah. boots on the ground mentality. I mean, almost, I hate to say covert, but I mean, you, you, you use the term. It, it's, it's kind of the way we're doing ministry these days, isn't it? Even here in the U S yeah. Yeah.
1: That's so true. Even when uh, we started a church in uh, Provo, Utah, um, statistically, uh, oddly enough, uh, the, least, the least churched community and city in all of the country, the, close sec- the closest second is somewhere in the Northeast, um, but it, it has it by 15 percentage points. So
2: mm.
1: we went out there very naively. We left California to go out and said, yeah, hey, let's go start a church in the most difficult city in America, the most fun <laughs> evangelist <laughs> But I'm saying all that to say that there was a local um, Christian radio broadcast that we developed a relationship with, and um, I was speaking at another church about an hour south of Provo, and a couple came up to me, and they recognized my voice. And um, and I'm saying all this because the, the LBS people – were very discouraged to go into a Christian church. In fact, they called it fellowship Mm. with the apostates or don't have anything to do with the Gentiles. And I'm like, well, aren't aren't we mostly all Gentiles anyways that are are non-Hebrews, you know, but anyways. um, So this guy came up and he said, yeah, we had been listening to you. I had a slot on Saturdays where they'd listen to messages and, um, uh, I guess I gave the gospel. I don't know. Cause a lot of these were just pre-recorded mm-hmm. and, um, him, he got saved and then he encouraged his wife to listen to me and then they received Christ, but they wouldn't come into the church because mm. of, you know, that we'll listen to what the Christians have to say, but we won't actually go physically into the Christian church. And so I'm, I guess I'm saying that to encourage you as well that, yeah, that, we are kind of running a covert thing, but it's not without fruit.
2: Because, mm-hmm. Amen. Uh,
1: there's people that yeah are listening that you don't even know about. I would have never have known um, that we had impacted their life if you didn't come up to me after the service and said, Fantastic. hey, are you the guy that's on the radio on Saturday? And I said, yeah, that's us.
0: Mm, that's fantastic. Well, Pastor Neil, we'll have to find a way to get you on the radio here. I am out on Saturday because uh, it sounds (laughs) like that. You know, there's an anointing there with your ministry. Pastor Neil Pafford is my guest today here on The Bottom Line, lead pastor at Grace Baptist Church in Garden Grove. GBCGG.org is the website. We've got a link for it up at TheBottomLineShow.com. And Pastor Neil, of course, uh, Holy Week here and uh, Easter Sunday coming up. I know that your church is part of a very special outreach every Easter Sunday morning. Talk about your sunrise service that's coming up.
1: Yeah. So the sunrise service um, that the church had been doing this years before I got there and um, the church is located in a neighborhood. So it's not, if we're off of uh, Valley view and Santa Catalina, but you mm-hmm. can't see it from the main thoroughway um, of Valley view. So you have to kind of go there um, on purpose. So the people in the neighborhood are aware of the church and, um, doesn't mean that they go there, but they're, <laughs> they're aware that it's there. <laughs> yeah. But so we have provided this um, sunrise service at seven in the morning Easter Sunday for I don't know twenty something years, and we actually do have people that come to the church as a result of this. But and got saved by the way they received Christ and Amen uh, and all that. But yeah, it's a kind of a neat. Um, what's I want to say, ecumenical, but it's kind of an all faith. community outreach and uh, people bring their dogs their lawn chairs of course we set up chairs and we have coffee and donuts and all that every year but people have kind of made it their thing and even you know uh i know see any christians get a bad rap the christmas and easter only type people but we welcome them that's the only Mm -hmm. time they come out and give them the gospel and share about the resurrection of the lord jesus and yeah it's a good time (laughs)
0: Well, you know, I, I love that first and foremost, because I think, well, my son kind of lives in that area and he has a Husky. He loves to take his dog anywhere. So, I mean, I know that you know, even though he'll be <laughs> worshiping his home church, he may show up just to, to bring Momo. But, but toward that end, Pastor Neil, and I'd love for you to expand upon this a little further as I've gotten older in ministry, that C&E component, I think more and more of the thief on the cross every day. I think of Jesus saying, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. And today you'll be with me in paradise. And if we are discounting people who only show up because it's a cultural thing on Christmas Eve, or they only show up on the Easter service because that's what grandma and grandpa want to do, we really are missing a huge opportunity to say, look, I don't want to say it's one and done, but we do see examples in scripture of where Jesus, who is the gospel, proclaims that truth and recognizes it, and someone does have a chance to connect. So to those who are thinking, well, gosh, maybe this would be a good opportunity uh, to invite somebody I know who isn't necessarily a church-going person, your community worship service on Easter Sunday, Pastor Neil, sounds like a great opportunity.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think, too, for—I don't know if it was my influence um, in Utah or not, but— I know there, we weren't necessarily inviting people to a place, we were inviting them to a person,
2: because mm. I knew they
1: wouldn't come to the place called church, Right. and then we had to crystallize the message, too, because, you know, if you die today, for you're sure you're going to go to heaven, well, they all said yes, it just mattered what level they were going to, mm. so to upgrade that message, are mm-hmm. you going to mm-hmm. be with the person of heaven, and I think likewise, too, even with Jesus, uh, when he confronted the woman at the well, uh, she she immediately took it to a place of worship. She says, where are we supposed to worship? On this mountain, meaning Mount Gerizim, or some other? And, you know, the other reference was in Jerusalem, because they had competing temples going on at that time. And Jesus says, basically, neither. You know, it, you know, God is the Spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. And so... I think the idea is, yeah, the resurrection, and I heard you say it too, which I loved, you said the gospel is about a person. And Mm -hmm. um, I love that because we're not sharing the plan of salvation, it's about the person of salvation. You know what I mean? And if you share a plan and you you invite people to a place, that's fine. But, you know, we try to stay very Christ-centered in our
0: approach. Mm Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Well, I, I'm grateful that you do. Give us the particulars about your sunrise service, and of course, let us know how we can get to Grace Baptist Church in Garden Grove. Pastor Neil Pafford, we've got about 60 seconds left in our conversation.
1: Yeah, so the the church place, <laughs> here I'm going to be the biggest yeah. hypocrite, uh, would love for you to come out if you want. Um, it's a Saturn, Santa Catalina and uh, Valley View, and uh, the park is Eastgate Park, and it's in that neighborhood. It's kind of behind the um, Vaughn's uh, shopping area. There's a LA Fitness across the street. Um, but, yeah, the Sunrise Service is at 7 in the morning, and it just it's short and sweet. Um, I believe k going to come out, and we're going to have yes. a pop-up mm-hmm. tent and a table for them as well. And they're going to be, I think, um, at least introducing themselves. Uh, but I'm, I don't know. There might be some merch or something like that available.
0: Um
2: <laughs>
1: But yeah, it's pet-friendly. Anyone's welcome. Like I said, God's an equal opportunity Savior, and so we want to promote that.
0: Yes. Well, the good news of the gospel is for all who need it, and that's everybody. So uh, come out to—and I love I love the name of the park, too, Eastgate. Perfect. I think that's fantastic. Eastgate Park and Garden Grove. And- Grace map. Grace Baptist Church in Garden Grove. Pastor Neil Pafford will be there. Uh, k Bright Radio will be there as well. And we look forward to seeing you on Sunday, April 9th, Easter Sunday at 7 a.m. Pastor Neil, great to get to know you. God bless you, sir. I hope the rest of your uh, really busy and hectic Holy Week and Easter schedule uh, isn't too <laughs> taxing. But uh, God bless you and your ministry from all of us here at The Bottom Line Show.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. And thanks for the opportunity. It was great talking with you.
0: Good dialogue, good conversation. We've got the link for gbcgg.org up at thebottomlineshow.com. Grace Baptist Church, Garden Grove. And of course, we'll be out there uh, looking for you on Easter Sunday morning at the Sunrise Service, Eastgate Park, 7 a.m. Some final thoughts on Easter and getting together on The Bottom Line coming up next as The Bottom Line continues well welcome back to the bottom line show i'm roger marsh holy monday edition of the program and i'm really glad that you've tuned in today uh to get a chance to uh to hear uh to hear its conversations about what's happening during holy week and of course with easter sunday and and my thanks again to pastor neil pafford uh, grace baptist church in garden grove and of course the sunrise service uh, easter sunday that's going to be coming up this sunday april the 9th and of course our k bright crew will be out there as well hey coming up next you know, it's Movie Monday, and we have a great movie to tell you about. Actually, two faith-based projects that you'll definitely want to be involved in. One of them is airing in theaters this week, just opened yesterday. And the other one is a Maundy Thursday presentation that's going to be on TBN coming up on this Thursday, April the 6th. Kristen Kelly is going to join me coming up next. She's the writer and producer of a brand-new documentary called The Journey. Andrea Bocelli, you know, the guy, the world-famous opera singer, went on a recent pilgrimage it's a spiritual journey in Italy it's kind of like that Camino way I think in uh, in South America um, that uh, many people have taken there's a 200 mile trek through Italy that Andrea Bocelli did and along the way he stopped and had some you know a time of Discovering faith, rediscovering faith, and having conversations and singing songs about faith with Michael W. Smith and Torrin Wells, Troy Kelly, and others. Uh, Krista's going to join me on the other side of this break to talk about this new movie called *The Journey* that's in theaters, and you really owe it to yourself to see it in the on the big screen. And so we have five pair of tickets to give away. Now, you can call now if you want to, but we're not going to give away till after my conversation with her on the other side of this break. 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. You can protect against market volatility without investing all your money into bonds. Wilson Financial has simply better alternatives.
3: The last 12 months, there has been almost $1.7 trillion invested in investment-grade bonds. This move to safety locks up money for a long time of guaranteed low returns. Why? Market volatility. Well, my comment is why go with low earnings for a long time when you can get great earnings with a solid real estate-backed investment paying you 6% over the next three years? After three years, you can invest in another option, or you can do what most of our investors do and reinvest in another one of our new exclusive 6% accounts. This strategy gives you the best of both options without settling for many years of low returns. Our 3D Money 6% account pays you great interest while you're not subjecting yourself to market volatility.
0: Call 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, or visit kbrightradio.com slash Wilson Financial and ask about Dennis Wilson's exclusive real estate-backed 6% investment account. Wilson Financial Services, for simply better alternatives. Well, today here on The Bottom Line, Movie Monday edition of the program, we had a very special conversation that we're going to get into now uh, with Christian Kelly. She is the writer, producer, director, driving force behind a brand new movie that's in theaters now, and it's in theaters through Easter, and it's called The Journey, featuring the music of Andrea Bocelli and a number of uh, contemporary Christian artists that you are very familiar with, too. Christian, welcome to The Bottom Line show today.
4: Oh, thanks so much for having me.
0: I had a chance to watch the movie this morning and I just wept. It is absolutely gorgeous. The cinematography is phenomenal. The uh, artist interviews and the interplay between them, all based on the fact that you not only had beautiful Italian countryside to work with, but everybody was on horseback. Uh, can you get, tell us how that was? What was what was that like for you? When did the project start? And, and why Andrea Bocelli on a horse?
4: Yeah. So, you know, Andrea uh, wanted to do this journey on a trail called the via Francigena trail it's an ancient pilgrimage trail that spans from canterbury england all the way to rome and he wanted to do just a piece of it from rome to his hometown liatica which is in tuscany italy Mm -hmm. and so um it was going to be it was after covid after the pandemic he just wanted to get out again get back to nature get back to time with god and so he um decided to take this this journey and his wife suggested well why don't you document it along the way and i think it turned out much bigger than he expected with a Mm -hmm. crew of like 100 people Um, but uh it was really beautiful because it still kept that really beautiful simple organic feel we just literally got in a car behind him with a camera and followed him 200 miles on horseback Mm. Um, cameras along the way it it was uh yeah it was really beautiful
0: it really was well in in addition to the cameras in the cars behind there were a couple of drone shots or two weren't there i mean the sweeping countryside shots are just breathtaking
4: i i I keep getting so many responses from the drone shots honestly when i watch it back i'm like i cannot believe how beautiful (laughs) it is the most beautiful place you've You'll ever travel.
0: Yeah. Christian Kelly is with me today here on The Bottom Line. We're talking about The Journey. It's a brand new movie that's in theaters right now. Originally had a couple of days released, but it's now been extended through Easter Sunday. You have to see this in the theaters, and that's why we're going to be giving away tickets later here at The Bottom Line Show, and we'll post the trailer at thebottomlineshow.com. How did you arrive on the artist mix? It's great, from Torin Wells to Michael W. Smith to to Taez. I mean, doing Oceans, my goodness. And and him playing piano with her. I'm mean, a long tattoo. That was, that was gorgeous. How did you uh, call the talent, as it were?
4: Yeah, it was a mixture. He There were a few voices he he. Thought he would love to try singing with for some duets. We have some really unique duets in there yeah. uh, that I haven't heard before. And then um, we also just you know kind of looked into to see who had that similar those similar values, that similar faith that would uh, be able to have those conversations that he was wanting to have about life, um, faith, forgiveness, hope. Um, and so I, I really felt like every artist played such a pivotal role in this, just the conversations that came forth with Torin Wells and Tori Kelly. And it was just a beautiful um, mixture of ideas and thoughts um, for the journey.
0: How does a guy from Texas like Torin Wells never get on a horse until he's in the right? right? That that was hilarious. That was one of my favorite. You know, parts. we didn't
4: even know that. We didn't really? even know he got on a horse before. No, and uh, I will say though, he was very impressive. There must be like some cowboy jeans or
0: something.
4: <laughs> he, he handled himself real well on that horse. He yeah, sang on it at one point. <laughs>
0: yeah, he did. that was incredible too. Uh, Christian Kelly is with me today. The bottom line: the movie is called "The Journey." It stars Andrea Bocelli, and what you mentioned the name of the 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 passage of uh, the they were trotting on the horseback um share that with us again i didn't want to run past that because it's a it's a very familiar well it's a very un, it may be unfamiliar to some of our listeners but it's it's a very legendary uh trail that they took
4: yeah so the via Francigena trail uh I it's sure. an ancient pilgrimage trail and um it's been they started in saint peter at saint peter's basilica in rome and they traveled all the way up to la Attico.
0: Yeah, and the Pope has a nice cameo. It's kind of cool yes, you when know, you're Andrea Bocelli. That's
4: the journey. <laughs> yeah,
0: that, that certainly works out. Um, the Bocelli story is so incredible. I mean, in terms of him and his rise to what we would now call stardom, not happening until much later in life. And of course, you know, with the physical challenges he's had, what was it like for you, Christian, working with him? I mean, how did you get to know him and his wife? And and how did this project come together on, from your perspective?
4: Yes. So, um, you know, we, I got to know them on the journey actually. And I will say, you know, you meet a lot, I meet a lot of um, famous people, so to speak, through the years. And it's so nice when you meet someone who's as genuine as you would hope they are. And he really was. He's such a genuine person. Uh, he and his wife have such a sweet relationship and the children, Mateo and Amos and uh, Virginia. It's just such a, a beautiful family. So I got to spend a lot of time with them on the trail. We were there 21 days. Mm. uh on this journey and so uh yes we got to be good friends
0: (laughs) well yeah and they covered a lot of ground if they did this in 21 days I mean that's yeah that's that's pretty incredible I mean we didn't see the parts where they were maybe the horses were sprinting a little faster (laughs) because we see a lot of the you know the walking and the trotting um the music is gorgeous and the the visuals of them you know being on location with the orchestras i think Catherine jenkins and her singing and everything that that went along with it what was it like for you as the director of this i mean kind of the the brain trust to be able to say we've got to get the look right but obviously the sound has to be right too
4: yeah, so um, we had uh, some really talented directors and DPs. I did content directing, so I, I really handled a lot of the idea of what are some of the topics we'll cover and how are we going to combine the songs with the conversations and how is this actually going to flow? So um, we had uh, some talented Italian uh, DPs over there that really had a great eye for, like you said, the drone shots and some mm-hmm. of the footage. Um, but you know, it's really difficult. The terrain is difficult to to shoot. So it definitely has as you're watching the film this organic feel to it. Uh, but mm-hmm. personally, I love it because it feels like you're right there with them. Oh yeah, um, and then just combining those songs with the themes was really important to get the right combination.
0: The, the movie flows so nicely, and especially with it releasing here during Holy Week. Talk about what the, what that part of the process is like, because, I mean, I, you really could have released it anytime and it would have been meaningful. But I think now that we are, I mean, gosh, today here in the People's Republic of California, we're officially free of COVID uh, restrictions and things of that nature. And, and people have kind of come out of this place where I, I know you heard this is kind of a recurring theme in the journey that people were journeying back to hope. After a world filled with so much uncertainty, talk about why it was strategic for the film to be out right now.
4: Yes, you know, I feel like um, you know during COVID, during the pandemic, I feel like everyone kind of was forced to stop and slow down. Yeah. And then uh, life started getting back to normal, and I really feel like we kind of got back to that same fast pace. I think a lot of us made commitments to slow down and remember what was important, and then life just sped up again. And I think it's kind of a reminder not to forget what we learned in that mm. in that season, the importance of slowing down, the importance of of recognizing what matters in life, our family, our faith, you know, the forgiving, forgiveness, hope, all those things that are really important in life. I think it's kind of at this point to see that as um, in this new season of what we the, of resurrection, of, of new things, mm. I think this is a, a time to just reflect again um, on new life and what matters and and, and the beauty of life.
0: Sure. Faith, family, um, you know, focus on this newness of hope that we all see that those are all recurring themes in the brand new movie called The Journey by Andrea Pogelli. And uh, today here on The Bottom Line, uh, Christian Kelly is with me today here on on the program to talk about this this movie. Uh, Christian, we've got about 10 minutes, or excuse me, two minutes left in our conversation. And I wonder if you would uh, just kind of share what the hope was. I mean, first of all, did the Bocelli's like the finished product? I would hope they would, but, uh, um, you know, the, with the, with the classical feel to it, but a contemporary feel very uplifting without giving false hope. What was your, is your hope for this movie when people see this for the first time?
4: Um, my hope is kind of what we started to see with some of the premieres that, um, people would come away really refreshed,
0: mm-hmm.
4: um, lifted up. It, we have a lot of tension in the world right now. And, um, you know, again, the stress and the busyness. And I think this film just is like, a, there's a scripture that says, be still and know that I am God.
2: Yes. Psalm I think 46. that's
4: what this film does. It, it's just that remember to be still and know that he is God. And just to reflect on the beautiful things in life, not to get so caught up in the craziness and the tension and all the, the things going on in the world, though those are important and we need to, you know, to be a part and know what's going on in the world. Sometimes we need to, guard our hearts from all the chaos, I guess is a great way to say it, and just rest in that peace and that beauty and know that God is doing some great things right now.
0: Yeah, so basically what you're saying is Psalm 46 brought to the big screen, and and this is something too, I mean, I'm the first one to admit that if you watch this on a small screen like I did this morning, I watched it on my computer, Um, I can't wait to see this on the big screen. This is definitely, uh, take the final moments here, Christian, and, and talk about why the big screen is such the perfect place to experience the The movie, the journey.
4: Yes, I think when you when I sat in the in the big screen versus watching it and all those, you know, I watched it so many times (laughs) on computers for the editing. But when I sat in the theater and had the sound behind me of the horses and the the and nature and the music, it was like I was there again. And I really encourage viewers to watch it in the theater because it's like being there. And being, it's almost like a private concert when you're watching this music, or as he's writing, it's almost like you're there in the beautiful scenery and the fresh mm. air. It's it's really an immersive experience.
0: Yeah, it, that's a great yeah. way to describe it. Christian Kelly, writer, producer, director, uh, one of many of this team that put together The Journey with Andrea Bocelli, Michael yes. W. Smith, Torrin <laughs> yeah. Wells. We didn't even oh, get okay. into uh, uh, the... <laughs> The, the other singers that are there too, but uh, our time is limited. You just have to go watch the movie and find out. It's available. Uh, the link, the trailer's up at the thebottomlineshow.com. The movie is screening. How many theaters are you on?
4: We're in almost a thousand theaters across the Excellent. U.S.
0: Excellent. Good. And those, are, and those showings are a uh, thousand theaters that are going to be playing this movie now through Easter Sunday, which we're very thrilled that the release has been extended through April 9th. So congratulations on that, Christian Kelly. Thank you so much for joining us today here on The Bottom Line.
4: Thank you so much.
0: This is such a great project. It's very, very uplifting. And for anyone who's looking for that kind of uplifting content, especially this week, we want you to go experience this. And that's why we are so grateful uh, that our friends at AMC Theaters have made some tickets available to us. We're going to do something different today here on this Movie Monday, here on the bottom line. We've got three sets of tickets to give away, but here's how we're going to do it. You know the phone number, 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. We have a total of five tickets to give away. So we're going to do something fun, I think. We're going to give away two pair of tickets right now when you call 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278. Remember, this is for AMC theaters, okay? Uh, Christian just mentioned that they're playing on a thousand different screens. Not all of them are AMC theaters, but our friends at AMC ponied up the tickets. That fifth ticket, though, I'm going to give away as a single. And here's the reason why. My dad loved movies when I was growing up. If ever I wanted to go see a movie, dad was always up for it. But there were a lot of times where he would be on his way home from work. He'd find something he wanted to see. My mom wasn't necessarily into war movies and cop and robbers and stuff. And he'd go on his own. My sister's been single for a number of years. And she goes to the movies by herself. So I don't want to discriminate. If you just want to go and you don't want to have to bring somebody with you, we have a ticket for you. This. It's called The Journey featuring Andrea Bocelli, Michael W. Smith, Torrin Wells, and others. Two pair of tickets and one single ticket to give away. 800 227 5278. 800 227 5278. 800 227 5278. Get you through to the bottom line here on this movie Monday. We'll take a break and when we come back, it's the greatest show on earth. Yeah, Donald Trump has arrived in New York and the arraignment is scheduled for tomorrow. We've got a preview coming up next. As the bottom line continues,
5: life insurance will never replace the person you love, but that money can help you get through life when it feels impossible. When your life insurance claim is denied while well, you're already dealing with so much, you need someone on your side. Stephanie Cover of Cover Law used to work for the insurance companies. She challenges and understands the way insurance companies think. Hire Stephanie to file a life insurance appeal while everything is still fresh in your mind. Don't let the insurance company get away with greedy behavior while you're in mourning. Stephanie Culver will do everything in her power to get you the financial protection which was promised to you as a beneficiary of the policy. The money from the life insurance proceeds can supplement your income so you can support yourself throughout the process of bereavement. Save Stephanie's number or call her now at 877-214-4935. That's 877-214-4935. Or you can fill out a contact form at kbrightradio.com slash coverlaw Stephanie Cover, she knows the other side.
0: Stephanie Cover is the only personal injury attorney I've ever recommended. And there's a good reason why. The laws have changed so much, just even in the past three years, and Stephanie knows them all. She stays up on it. Secondly, 95% of her cases never go to trial because she can settle ahead of time. Don't trust your insurance company or the other guys. Call Stephanie Cover today. For more information, go to kbrightradio.com forward slash coverlaw Law. Welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, and good to have you along for the ride here on this Movie Monday, 800 227 5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. We have five tickets, two, two packs, and one single ticket to give away for the Andrea Bocelli movie called The Journey. Uh, the Journey.movie is where you find the trailer and more information about this. It's going to be playing on a thousand screens nationwide. It opened yesterday on Palm Sunday. The original schedule was to have it open yesterday, play today and tomorrow, and then come back on Maundy Thursday, and that was it. And then they added Holy Saturday. Now they've just said, stay for the week. (laughs) and I think that's a great idea. Um, 800-227-5278. We have two pairs of tickets. So if you want to bring a guest, you can get in the drawing for those at 800-227-5278. We have two tickets there. And then we have one single ticket. For anyone who's ever liked to go to the movies, raise your hand if you've ever gone to the movies by yourself. Now, I mean, I realize if you want to use your free ticket and you want to call a friend or several friends and say, hey, guess what? (laughs) Guys want to go to the movies? Yeah, let's go. And you got a free ticket. That's up to you. But the screenings are going on all this week. And I have to stress this again. It's at AMC Theaters that these tickets are good for. Sometimes when we're doing giveaways, people will call and say, that's great, and then they'll want to go to a Fathom Events thing, and it's at their local theater, and it's not—I mean, you have to do a little homework to find out where you can see the journey, but I highly recommend it. It's beautiful. The cinematography is gorgeous. The sound is fantastic. Andrea Bocelli has an incredible voice. I mean, you knew he's a great tenor. Wait till you hear him sing baritone do you watch him play piano? Now remember Taya, the young lady who did the oceans song with Hillsong? Uh, she's got a great story in this movie about how that song actually came to fruition. Uh, Torin Wells, great contemporary Christian vocalist who has an incredible range. I mean that guy could get up high. I don't think it's a falsetto. I don't know he, I don't know how he does it. And then I mean the talent pool is so deep that the first time you see Michael W. Smith on the screen, he's just playing piano he's just backing him up but this remarkable journey that Andrea Bocelli and his wife took as they journeyed the 200 miles basically from the Vatican to their home in the countryside of of, of Italy is just it's so inspiring and when you see uh, Andrea Bocelli his wife Veronica uh, their son uh, his son Matteo from his first relationship and then their young daughter is well playing a huge role in this um, it, it's 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 really it's just breathtaking. Clara Barbier Serrano, beautiful soprano, uh, singing all different styles of music, contemporary Christian music, as well as classical and sacred. But the whole idea is the discovery. You're on your way home and you're going to experience hope. And um, the, the Bocelli story really is impressive. So 800-227-5278. We have two pair of tickets for the journey. The journey.movie is where you find the uh, the the trailer for this and then we have one single ticket (laughs) so if you would like to go just by yourself Uh, of 800-227-5278 800-227-5278 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line okay donald trump is in new york there was a big question would he you know would, would they have to extradite him from florida would he camp out at miralago remember Ron DeSantis last week actually had the press uh, pointing fingers at him saying, "You, hey, wh- wh- what's going on here? I'm Ron DeSantis. You're obstructing with justice. All Ron DeSantis said is that his office would not assist with any extradition. extradition. But the idea is, quite frankly, it's a witch hunt. Uh, as we talked about last week on the program when the indictment was handed down, the former president is being accused of utilizing campaign funds for personal expenses that would be highly illegal. The idea that the president reimbursed his attorney to pay some uh, non-disclosure money, as we might wanna call it, that's a whole different ballgame. And so the the Manhattan DA's office has a pretty uphill battle to, to, to climb here with regard to what this is gonna do for the election. Now, you know and I know that the primary reason for doing this is twofold. There are people in both parties who don't want to see Donald Trump run again, and they're looking for any sort of legal remedy they can find to keep him from doing so. The Democrats in the House of Representatives tried to impeach him twice, and both times he beat the charges. I don't want to say he got off. He didn't get off. They were flimsy charges to begin with, in the same way that when Bill Clinton was impeached. Though America was horrified that Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky had that close relationship and that he lied under oath about that relationship, there were really no impeachable offenses had taken place. So now this is probably the best shot that progressives have to keep Donald Trump from running again. And believe you me, there are people on the Republican side of the aisle who would love nothing more than Donald Trump to not run again. I'll be honest with you, my personal, I'll tell you my personal opinion on the other side of this break, but what's going to happen tomorrow seems to be somewhat in question. As a matter of fact, one of the people who's actually in question about what's going to happen is the president's attorney. Um, On the other side of this break, I want to walk through what my cursory knowledge of this, just having read up on it, you probably know as much as I do as to what's going to happen tomorrow. There's going to be a lot of theater, but there are some charges that need to be dealt with. And quite frankly, until the indictment is unsealed, no one really knows what the charges are except the Manhattan DA's office. So we'll take a look at that on the other side of this break as the bottom line continues. You know, one of the things about the Andrea Bocelli story that just blows my mind is the fact that as a boy, when he was in the womb, when his mom found out she was pregnant, this is 65 years ago, they mom was told by the, her doctors in Italy that he had was going to be born with congenital glaucoma and he would eventually lose his sight, and they recommended she abort the child. Now, obviously she did not. And we're grateful that she didn't. He did have eye challenges. And by the time he was 12, he was involved in an accident playing soccer and it caused him to go completely blind. To see a blind guy riding a horse in this movie is remarkable, but his mother chose life. She trusted that God had a plan for them. Can you imagine the world without Andrea Bocelli? And he's just one example of a mom who said yes to life and yes to the life for child. At pre-born, when a mom comes in for a pre-born ultrasound visit and sees that ultrasound image, 85% of the time, she leaves the clinic saying, I'm either going to be a mother or I'm going to release that child for adoption. Your $500 donation right now will go to save dozens of lives. Will you step up? 833-850-BABY is the number to call. 833-850-2229. Or give a gift online. Go to kbrightradio.com, rogermarsh.com. You see the pre-born banner there. Click the banner. Make your best donation. It's tax deductible it today. Welcome back to The Bottom Line Show, I'm Roger Marsh. Coming up in the last half hour of the program today, I say this for our KCBC audience because you get that later in the day, uh, Rabbi Jason Sobel from Global Fusion is going to join me. Not Fusion Global, that's a steel dossier. Uh, Rabbi Sobel is part of a special broadcast on TBN coming up this Thursday, Monday Thursday, Jesus in the Passover, that's free. 8 o'clock Eastern and Pacific. Uh, Rabbi Sobel going to join me at the top of the hour to talk about that. So if you don't get a chance to hear our live conversation here, make sure you listen to the Bottom Line Show Extra on KCBC tonight, 7 p.m. on AM 770 in the Bay Area. the number to get you through to the bottom line. We're giving away tickets to the Andrea Bocelli uh, movie called The Journey. It's a journey of faith. It's a journey of hope. It features outstanding Christian music of all different generations, from classical music, from the Ave Maria to a new version of Ave Maria that Andrea Bocelli actually wrote for his kids, which is, you got to hear this. And then Michael W. Smith, Torrin Wells, uh, the, the, the list goes on Taya from Hillsong singing oceans and explaining the story behind that. Um, the, the, it's just, it's a, it's an incredible, incredible, uh, cast that's been assembled here. Uh, Tori Kelly is part of this as well. You recognize her I mean, as a uh, American idol contestant and also, uh, kind of a YouTube star and her second album, of course, was a gospel record too. So, I mean, there's, it's just, it's a beautiful movie giving away tickets. We've got two pair to give away at AMC theaters. It's playing now through Easter Sunday, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. We have two pair of tickets to give away and then one single ticket to give away. Trying something different here. Um, so if you like to go to the movies by yourself and you're cool with that, give us a call. <laughs> Be curious to see how many single movie people we get. Donald Trump is in New York. He's staying at the Trump Tower in New York. Apparently, Alex Rodriguez was waiting for him there. I don't know what that has to do with anything. Uh, and then tomorrow, he's supposed to appear at the uh, DA's office in Manhattan at 11 a.m. local time. And by 2:15, we will know the charges. He will be arraigned, and then he will be released. And the reason he'll be released is he won't have to post bail. And the reason he won't have to post bail, and <laughs> trust, there was a woman on Twitter over the weekend who is a public defender in New York and she said look it's new york state law right so anybody who says well what does the supreme court say it's not their jurisdiction the the, the arraignment yeah will he be mugshotted? well he's not going to be booked he's going to be arraigned and released so maybe for theater they'll do a ceremonial perp walk or mugshots will be released and you can imagine that mugshot of donald trump is going to be the hot item of the campaign season in 2024 T-shirts, coffee mugs, bumper stickers, both sides will use that. And I, quite frankly, part of the reason why, it's interesting, he was the indictment went down on Thursday. That was the same day China struck the big deal with Saudi Arabia. That was the same day that India announced they were going to use the rupee instead of the U.S. dollar. The U.S. dollar got exponentially weaker on Thursday of last week. And so what did the media cover? Well, the Biden administration can't have them focusing on the fact that Saudi Arabia is trying to get into BRICS, Brazil, Russia, China, India, South South Africa. They didn't want that to be the lead story. So what do we do? Quit. Donald Trump's getting arrested. Woo, woo. Twicted dog whistles everywhere. I mean, you can do the research. And then India, how many billion people live in India? They've been using the U.S. dollar for international trade forever, and all of a sudden they say, you know what, we're going to use the rupee. The U.S. dollar got exponentially weaker in international markets last Thursday. But go ahead and pay attention to Donald Trump being arraigned, because that's the real story. We're going to solve some real crime here. We won't have any real—now, to be fair, if he winds up going to trial and he winds up going to prison because they've got enough evidence on him, Lord knows when they unseal the indictment tomorrow, we'll find out how many charges. There could be as many as 30. I don't want to minimize that. But we, brothers and sisters, need to keep our eye on the ball as to what's going on here. I mean, what happens if there's a power grid shut down? What happens if the whole world's dealing in gas and our only option is electricity and the U.S. government controls that and there's not enough electricity to provide energy for your homes and your vehicles? What I mean, there's some major problems going on here. And the Donald Trump circus is coming to town. And that's where the media wants to go. Lord, help our nation. Lord, heal our land. May we be people of prayer as well as people of faith. That is good news, and that's the bottom line. For our KCBC audience, Rabbi Schneider, Discovering the Jewish Jesus, coming up next. For those who remain on the network, still taking your calls for those tickets to The Journey by Andrea Bocelli, that great movie. But coming up next, a television event for Maundy Thursday featuring Rabbi Jason Sobel talking about finding Jesus in the Passover. It's a fascinating discussion. We'll talk about it coming up next as The Bottom Line continues. Well, special guest joining me today here on The Bottom Line. Uh, It's Movie Monday. This is more than just a movie that we're talking about. We're talking about an opportunity for you as a Bottom Line listener to literally experience a Passover like the passover that jesus actually performed as the what we call the last passover or the last supper rabbi jason sobel is with me today here on the bottom line and he is part of a brand new uh, program jesus in the passover that's coming to tbn on monday thursday appropriately uh, april the 6th rabbi jason sobel welcome back to the bottom line show
6: uh shalom so excited to uh be here with you. Thank you for having
0: me. Oh, man, this is, it's it's our treat, especially when you consider, I love the fact, for those who don't know, they're saying, why are you talking to a rabbi? Rabbi Sobel, of course, is a Messianic rabbi, and you have, have you walk that road, you know, in terms of uh, the work you've done, like with the Chosen, and helping, pe- helping people in the Christian tradition understand how Jewish we are, and helping people who are of the Messianic tradition understand how Christian they are, if they're really following Jesus Messiah, right? I mean, you're, right. you're kind of a translator, if you will, you know, going back I and forth between the two cultures. Um, talk for just a moment about this new thing, though. Jesus and the Passover. I know a lot, I, I come from a church, I spent half my life in a Lutheran church, so we always did Monday, Thursday and Good Friday. We we took the Maundy Thursday evening, and we talked about the Last Supper, the foot washing, the whole bit, and then came back on Good Friday and talked about, you know, the, the, the trial and, and the crucifixion. A lot of churches kind of meld them all together. You're taking us to that last Passover in a very unique way on April the 6th. Talk about that.
6: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Every major event in the life of Jesus happened on a biblical holiday. And the Last Supper was no exception. The Last Supper was actually the last Seder. Jesus celebrated the Passover with his disciples like Jewish people do to this day. Uh, We read about it at first in Exodus chapter 12, this uh, traditional meal that you're supposed to have to remember what God did. When he brought us forth out of slavery and the amazing thing about the passover is that you know jesus made it clear that each of the elements pointed to a different aspect of what he did as the messiah and so to really understand his work as the passover lamb and to see see it all in high definition you have to understand the passover
0: yeah. Okay. Well, let, what what are we going to get? This this event is happening on TBN. Uh, it's going to be broadcast at 8 p.m. Uh, for local time for all the different time zones that are listening to us and watching TBN. But uh, it's also available on their app as well. And we'll have link information for all of that up there. But kind of take us through the event, if you would, Rabbi Jason Sobel. What 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 can we expect? I mean, a Passover Seder usually takes a a little bit while to go through, does it, it not?
6: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the event is going to be, you know, two hours and people can just watch or there's a list that people can get if they want to actually participate with us and do it as they watch. But there's 15 steps in the Passover Seder. So some of those key steps, for example, there are four cups of wine or grape juice that you drink. The second cup is known as the cup of plagues. You know, I believe when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, Lord, take this cup from me. Mm -hmm. He was actually talking about the cup of plagues. And what's so interesting about that is when you think about the 10 plagues, when you think about the first plague that Moses brought on Egypt, it was turning the water into blood. But Jesus doesn't turn the water into blood. He turns the water into wine because he's greater than Moses. He came that we might have life And have it more abundantly and he drank that cup of judgment he drank our pain and our shame Mm. he didn't just take a sip but he drained the cup for us even within the garden of gethsemane i mean there's just so much in connection to the passover but then you also have let's say for example one of the main things that passover is the matzah it's this unleavened bread that you eat and at the Passover Seder, you take, there's three pieces of matzah, you take the middle piece of matzah, break it, wrap it in a white linen cloth, bury it, at the end of the Passover Seder, you bring it back and it's the last thing you eat. Well, mm. think about it, three pieces of matzah in one, com- one container, the middle piece is broken, the mm. sun, it's pier- the physical characteristics of the matzah, pierced, striped, bruised, broken. Isaiah 53, pierced for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities, by his stripes were healed, buried, like Jesus is buried in the tomb, brought back at the end. It's a symbol of the, the death and the resurrection of Messiah right there in the Passover Seder, and we're not just talking about it, we're tasting it, we're touching it,
0: we're smelling mm. it. It's a
6: holistic way to
0: experience what
6: Jesus did for us at this time and season.
0: So very exciting, and I can't wait for Thursday. I mean, Jason Sobel is with you today You're on the bottom line. Rabbi Sobel is the uh, is going to be the you're you're leading this. I mean, are you the teacher? Are you the head at uh, <laughs> the administrator? What what do you call you? I mean, obviously you're a rabbi, yeah. but 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 who who's in charge of the uh, the Passover Seder and what? What's yeah, the time yeah, for that? i that?
6: I'm I'm in charge of it. I'm walking people through the elements. Have uh, another friend, Sean, that's going to be with me, and then. We also reenacted a first century Passover Seder uh, with some of the crew from The Chosen. So we're excited to kind of bring that element into it as well. So as we're doing the modern Passover, you can get a glimpse for what the ancient Passover would have looked like as well.
0: Rabbi Jason Sobel, my guest today here on The Bottom Line, we're talking about the Jesus in the Passover event, which is coming up Thursday night, April the 6th, 8 p.m., whatever time zone you're listening to us in, it's going to be there. That's on TBN, the Trinity Broadcasting Network, and we have a link for the fusionglobal.org event page up at the show.com. so you can learn more about this. Jason, what was the genesis for this, uh, presenting this? Because the idea, you seem like the perfect candidate to help us in the evangelical world, for example, understand this Jewish part of our background by showing us Jesus in the Passover. So we don't just, I mean, let's face it. I mean, I'll be honest, for years, the Passover for me was, that's something Jewish people do. There's a blood on the doorpost. The angel of death goes over and that's you know the end. But to see Jesus is there too, it kind of draws everybody who calls on the name of the Lord to be saved as someone who says, we need to understand this Passover as well. What what was the burning desire for you, Jason Sobel, to bring this to television so that literally millions of people could experience it?
6: You know, really the, the passion behind it is the fact that it's such a powerful way to just see the person and work of Jesus, what he's done for us, as our passover lamb and it weaves in you know something that's so visibly beautiful and engaging because it's like again all of the different elements of the passover seder you know point to the lord and it's not just about passover past yes it's important to understand the history and yes it's important to understand how all these things point to jesus because it just deepens and enriches our faith and understanding but it's not just about Passover past, it's about Passover present. When mm-hmm. God brought Israel out of Egypt and redeemed them from slavery, and Jesus dies on the cross, this is known as Zaman Hiruntenu, the time of our freedom. All of us have our own personal Egypts. All of us have places in our lives where we're stuck, where we're struggling. And at this time, remember, the Lord is the Redeemer. He comes to set us free. And what he did in the days of Moses, what he did, the work of the cross through Jesus, he wants to apply to our lives in a way that brings freedom, redemption, and real life-changing transformation. And that's what we want people to experience.
0: Rabbi Jason Sobel is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. I encourage you to join him along with Sean Bowles on Thursday, April 6th. TBN, uh, Fusion Global, is presenting this Jesus in the Passover, a live broadcast event. If you want to make your uh, Holy Week experience even more meaningful, you've got to watch this recreation of a traditional classic first century Seder, the same type of Seder that that Jesus and the disciples would have enjoyed, and then begin to understand that Jesus is saying, look, I'm, you know, the, this is the, the the new covenant is in my blood. I mean, I am the Passover lamb. I'm. This is the end of the sacrifices here. Now we have a whole new way of looking at things. And it began with that last Seder, that last Passover, uh, which becomes the last supper that we talk about so often in scripture. We'll take a quick break. And when we come back, more of this conversation about this amazing, Dramatic and powerful television event that's coming up this Thursday, April 6th at 8 p.m. That's coming up next as The Bottom Line continues. You can protect against market volatility without investing all your money into bonds. Wilson Financial has simply better alternatives.
3: The last 12 months, there has been almost $1.7 invested in investment-grade bonds. This move to safety locks up money for a long time of guaranteed low returns. Why? Market volatility.
0: Call 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, or visit kbrightradio.com slash Wilson Financial and ask about Dennis Wilson's exclusive real estate-backed 6% investment account. Wilson Financial Services, for simply better alternatives. Rabbi Jason Sobel is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. We have a special link up at thebottomlineshow.com, fusionglobal.org forward slash event, Jesus in the Passover. Now, we're presenting this to you here on The Bottom Line Show here on what we would typically call Movie Monday. But the good news is there are no tickets necessary for what you're going to see. It is a two-hour dramatic event that's going to be happening this Thursday, Monday, Thursday, April the 6th. 8 p.m. Eastern time is when it begins the feed. So our west coasters, you can adjust accordingly. And same for our mountain timers as well. Uh Jason, what as you of course coming out of a messianic tradition, you know, and having your degrees in in Jewish studies and 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 understanding, you know, that part of our faith, but you know bridging the gap for those in the body of Christ who are saying, hey, wait a minute, just because you understand the power of uh, Jesus' death on the cross and his blood being shed for you to pay the penalty for your sin, but there's so much more to Jesus' ministry. We often forget that for 33 years, not only was he a perfect human being, but he was a perfect Jew, too. I mean, really, he he maintained all of this. Talk talk about that and, and some of the other parts of the Passover that are really crucial for us as Christians to understand why a Jew would would want to do this, but then Jesus says, okay, and here's the fulfillment. Here's the me part in it, if you will.
6: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think Passover is still relevant to all of us from the perspective that Egypt in Hebrew means Mitzrayim. It means literally a place of confinement or restriction. Hmm. All of us have areas where we're restricted, where we're confined, where we feel stuck, and Passover reminds us that we don't need to remain stuck, that there is a redemption, that there is a work of God that he wants to do in our lives mm-hmm. at this time and at this season. And I think that is meant to give each and everyone hope. I mean, I mean the children of Israel were stuck in Egypt for hundreds of years and yet they were not there permanently. And it doesn't matter how long we've been struggling. God's arm has the power to bring us out of our situation and our circumstances. And I think that that should be an encouragement for each and every one of us. And then specifically, you know, one of the reasons why this should be so important to believers is because Jesus instituted communion at the Passover Seder. So as we we talked about the matzah and, and being broken and how it symbolizes the death and resurrection. Well, the matzah was the bread he broke and said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Okay, but he also took the third cup. There's four cups at the Passover seder. He took the third cup and that's the cup that he blessed and said, this is my blood poured out for you Mm. for the forgiveness of sins. Well, why did he take the third cup? Why the third cup? Because according to the Exodus account, There were three sprinklings of the blood of the lamb on the doorposts of the house. That's why the third cup is the cup of redemption. (laughs) Think about what he does for us on the cross. He's crucified at the third hour. There are three crosses. There's three hours of darkness. He's in the tomb for three days. He resurrects on the third day, all in fulfillment of the third cup, which he says, this is my blood poured out for you for the forgiveness of sins which is such a beautiful thing and in in biblical times we had to offer an animal sacrifice for forgiveness right, of right. but that only covered the sins temporarily right when jesus died he didn't just cover them temporarily he removed the debt altogether yes Right, it's like it's like you go out at the holidays and you spend too much on your credit card. You get the bill. You're like, I can't afford to pay this.
2: <laughs> yeah, <Right>? yeah. <laughs>
6: the shock. Uh-uh. Right? You, ju- you just pay the interest, so you don't get in trouble and ruin your credit. Well, you're just paying the minimum. The sacrifices in the Old Testament paid the minimum, but when Jesus gave His life as a Passover lamb, it didn't just cover the minimum. It wiped out the interest, the principal completely wipes the slate clean and then not only does he wipe our debt out he makes a deposit of his righteousness into our account Mm. that we become rich spiritually in him and have the promise of eternal life because he is the lamb of god who takes away the sins of the world the passover lamb
0: Rabbi Jason Sobel is with me today here on the bottom line. And we're talking about this Jesus in the Passover event, a live broadcast event coming up April 6th. That's Monday, Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern time on TBN. Check your local listings to find out exactly when and where and if there's an app, if you can't watch it live, because uh, so many of us are used to on-demand viewing right now. You know, Jason, I'm really glad you brought up that that I, I preach that gospel so often in terms of saying, look, that Jesus paid the penalty for our sin. He wiped it clean as you know, justification, just as if I had never sinned. But that part about the deposit. I mean, that is so huge. I mean, th- th- that says this is the redempted part. This is where the redeeming is. And it's not just a symbolic ceremonial part now, like it is in the Jewish Passover, but rather to say, no, when Jesus says, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. I mean, I think we should be saying it with those emphases because, yeah. th- because that's that's in essence what you're saying, what what he was saying there, why it's so important for people who just kind of blast through I'm pa- um, well, done, blast your Passover when I see pastors online or whatever saying, "Okay, we got the bread, we got the juice, and let's all drink it together because God loves you." And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! Wait, there's so much more going on here than that." And you get that when you're watching a Passover seder like the one you're going to be leading Thursday night.
6: Yeah, because we're going to go through this because there's four aspects. There's four cups at the Passover because there's four historical exiles that Israel has gone through and we're in the fourth one right now still. And there are four aspects of exile, spiritual, uh, emotional, relational, and physical. And we're gonna explain how Jesus, his death on the cross came to reverse every aspect of that exile so that we can find total forgiveness, wholeness, and shalom in him. So for example, one of those aspects was physical exile we're going to die we have sickness uh we struggle physically with our health look at the world and all the natural disasters this is all Mm. of of the fall from the very beginning right when jesus dies on the cross on good friday right he has a crown of thorns on his head well why a crown of thorns on his head Well, what's the sign of the curse of creation? The ground will produce thorns and thistles. He's literally taken the curse of creation on his head to undo it and reverse that aspect of exile. But then it ties back to the Passover. When God appears to Moses, as we're going to talk about in the Seder, in the burning bush to call him to redeem the children of Israel, the Hebrew is more specific. It actually says a burning thorn bush. God appeared to Moses in the burning thorn bush. Why the thorn bush? Because thorns represent exile, pain, suffering. Mm-hmm. God was saying to the children of Israel, I have been with you in all of your pain of slavery. Mm-hmm. Jesus with the crown of thorn on his head is saying, like, like, I was with Israel in the, in, the, in the slavery in Egypt. I'm even more so with you in your pain. Mm. He's identifying with our pain. And he's saying, I'm not asking for you to go through anything I myself
0: was not willing to go through. I'm in tears, Jason. This is beautiful. I mean, it's it's heartbreaking. It's, it's difficult. And yet at the same time, it is so redemptive. I mean, to see... Jesus and the Passover, just from the way you described it, I want it to be Thursday the 6th right now, so I can watch this. Uh, what what kind of follow-up will there be? I mean, people will watch this event on April 6th. They'll go through a two-hour Seder with you and Sean Bowles. They'll see Jesus and the Passover. Their hearts will be inflamed, I think, in terms of wanting to serve the Lord all the more. What Are there, are there follow-up resources that you have at FusionGlobal.org? Yeah, Talk about yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely.
6: Thanks for asking. I mean, we have tons of resources. We have a book called uh, aligning with god's appointed times that go through all of the biblical holidays because they all point to jesus Mm -hmm. he dies as the passover lamb he rises from the dead on a biblical holiday called the feast of first fruits because he's the first fruits from among the dead and he pours out his spirit on pentecost which is also a biblical holiday the same day god spoke the 10 commandments at mount sinai So there's all of these connections. So we've got books and classes and materials and free resources for Passover, all the holidays, and just how to understand the New Testament in light of everything in the Old
0: Testament. I love it. Well, Jason Sobel, Rabbi Jason Sobel with Fusion Global, will be leading the Jesus and the Passover Passover Seder event coming up on Thursday, April 6th. It's free. It's on TBN, Trinity Broadcasting Network, 8 o'clock Eastern time. I'm sure they'll rebroadcast it at 8 Pacific, but uh, check your local listings to find out how you can watch this live, or just go to fusionglobal.org, and they've got more information on not only the event, but also those follow-up resources that Rabbi Jason Sobel mentioned. Rabbi, thank you for the work that you've done on this project and and for helping us understand uh, more fully what it means to be a Christ follower here in 2023 Uh, God's richest blessings to you and your family from all of us here at The Bottom Line, and thanks for being with us today.
6: Hey, thanks for having us, and it's always a joy to be with you, and thanks for all you do, and I just encourage everyone to join us. We're going to have millions of people celebrating the Lord's Supper together on Monday, Thursday. It's going to be powerful. God
0: bless. I can't wait to see this coming up this Thursday, and I encourage you to check it out as well. My thanks again to Rabbi Jason Sobel, uh, Jesus in the Passover. Uh, You go to uh, uh, globalfusion.org and uh, learn more about this uh, event, or just go to TBN's website. It's coming up this Thursday, Monday Thursday. 8 p.m. Eastern, but it should be releasing at 8 o'clock in our local time zones as well. Jesus in the Passover, perfect television viewing for Maundy Thursday. Some final thoughts in just a moment as the bottom line continues. Make your best donation right now. $50, $100. Maybe you want to give $15,000. It's completely tax deductible. We've had a couple of bottom line listeners step up and do just that. 833-850-BABY. 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Call Preborn right now. My thanks again to Rabbi Jason Sobel for joining me today here on the Bottom Line. Great to catch up with him uh, from where he was in Nashville. Actually, he's based here in the Southland. But uh, the fact that he uh, had some time to take to talk with us about this brand new television program. Uh, that's airing one it's a one night only event coming up this thursday i know this is movie monday we like to talk about the movies and stuff and we have been uh gracious enough to be blessed with those movie tickets (laughs) that Dennis wilson has for us tickets actually to watch the baby boomer dilemma in your own home um 800-227-5278. We've got 25 of these uh, access codes to give away, so you can watch it at home. In addition to the actual movie, it comes with a couple hours of bonus material uh, that you can read as well. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line, taking your calls till the end of the program today. By the way, If you missed that number, or if you'd like to just call Wilson Financial to get your copy of this, um, you can call them directly 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970 to get you through to Wilson Financial for your free screening in home of the Baby Boomer Dilemma. I hope that you will watch Rabbi Jason Sobel's uh, Jesus and the Passover event on Thursday night. Over the past, I've been privileged to celebrate the holy season now for this is my 62nd time of doing so. And half of those I spent in the Lutheran church. I grew up in a kind of pan-denominational. We were Baptist for a while and Methodist for a while, depending on whoever, you know, hired my dad to be the choir director. That's where we went to church. But once I got into the Lutheran tradition and I began to understand the differences between the Last Supper, what is called Monday Thursday, the, the mandatum, if you will, and then Good Friday. I'm glad that our church actually celebrated the two on different days. I know there are a lot of churches that will try to squeeze both, you know, all of that 24 hours event into a one hour Friday night service on Good Friday. But to take it into perspective and to see the Passover and understand, as uh, Rabbi Jason and I were just talking about the fact we forget often that Jesus was the ultimate Jew. I mean, when you think about it, Jesus, the Jews were God's chosen people. So God has his son, Jesus Christ, is born into a Jewish family and is raised to be Jewish. I mean, for all intents and purposes, when people would call him rabbi, he certainly had the credentials. He obviously had the knowledge. But when you see the Passover and you say, okay, God did the Passover for a reason. God doesn't do anything situationally without thinking eternally. Okay. I mean that that's it, it's it's really very it's one of the kindest things about God that just blows me away today. Is when you see that God created mankind and created Adam and Eve in, to dwell Adam and Eve to dwell with him and the the Trinity forever in paradise and yet provided certain qualities in the foods that were there that were healing that made our bodies in such a way that there was a prevention for anything that might happen even though God's original intent was that we would live in perfect harmony with him and yet because of man letting sin enter into the camp all of a sudden God has provisions when you see your body able to heal itself from certain things um, God made provisions. When you see, hey, you can eat this kind of food, God made provisions. When you see Jesus in the Passover, you begin to realize, hey, wait a minute, the Passover isn't just about, well, this is kind of a funky meal and we all put blood on the doorpost and you know, we, we remember that day. It was preparing us for the Lord's return and Jesus steps in and says, I am the Passover lamb. I am the new sacrifice. I am the new covenant. That is good news. And that's the bottom line.